What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Uh Oh Podcast with Nick and Marty. What up, Nick? What up, Marty? You notice how I changed the order of our names there? I did. Why'd you do that? Because, man, it rhymes with Rick and Morty. (laughs) 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 The reason why we're laughing is because this is our second fucking time recording this shit. And I said the same joke. This motherfucker Nick didn't record hey. on his end. It was all fucking hey. muted. It happens. You know, life happens. That's why I just dummy proofed. And actually, I didn't even start recording on my dummy proof. But now it is. See, wow. now I have two things recording at once just to make sure. When we first recorded this, we were uh, talking about the process of filmmaking. But this time, yes. we don't really feel like talking about it because we don't feel inspired to. Yes, having the same exact conversation. Let's just talk about new things. New things happen. Like, you shot today, Marty. What did you shoot today, man? I shot a skit. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How did it come out? Do you think you executed it correctly? Yeah, it's pretty decent. Can't complain. Yeah? Yeah. So, when are you going to drop the sketch that you shot today? I don't know, dude. I think maybe two weeks from now. Because I still want to drop the one we did together first, maybe this weekend, right. and then um, the other one next weekend. But I'll have right. it edited throughout the week. Yeah. You know you know what I went through this week that was a great feeling? What? I was searching through my hard drive, and I was looking for a certain sketch, and I ran into another sketch that I forgot that I filmed there in California. I was like, oh my God, more content. It felt amazing. I, I felt like a Amazon from or a package from Amazon just arrived in my house from a random person. It was for me. I love that feeling. It feels like Christmas Day. Right? It's the best feeling in the world, bro. Even when I order groceries on there, it feels so good. Like, how does it feel like Christmas when ordering groceries? It's amazing. I mean, come on, dude. You it's food. You're ordering food. It's like, even though it's groceries, it could potentially become the best sandwich you ever fucking made. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It's so crazy how convenient things are now. Like, I literally don't have to leave my house for anything. I can have everything delivered. Bro, Postmates will deliver you fucking an Apple Watch if you want to. Bro, think about being an eight-year-old being left at home alone. Back in the days when we were young... 20 years ago and being an eight-year-old nowadays you're so good you just need an iphone or an i or do they even have ipod touches anymore i was actually uh looking at the the apple website the other day and i saw that they only have one version which is the ipod touch and it's actually fairly cheap it's like i think 100 bucks or 200 bucks or something like that right i think they're mostly used for kids because like i wouldn't give my kid a phone you know, I would I would give them like an iPod Touch or something because they could still text or FaceTime or even like download the games that they want. Right, right. But even they could at the end of the day, they could still call somebody if they really wanted. To. No, yeah, of course. But there's no need for them to have a fucking line. You know, a phone yeah. Line. But at the same time, I wouldn't if they're if they're ready to have an iPod Touch, they're ready to have a phone. That's the way I feel. Because yeah, but it's a lot more expensive. I'm just I'm just thinking about the financial part of it. Okay, that makes sense. I thought you were talking about more of the psychological factor in the kids. No, 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 no. I mean, because like, why that would I, sense. you know, make monthly payments on a fucking thing that my kids are only using for, um, you know, games or or whatever? But I think they're gonna discontinue the iPod touches like very soon. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Even if you go on the website right now, like it's not even up top. Like it used to be like at the bar up top, like you know, iPods or whatever. Now you have to kind of search for it. Think about like a home alone nowadays. You know what I mean? With like Postmates. You could Uber everywhere. It's crazy. It's like. It's a totally different fucking world now. Totally different world. Like he doesn't have to go to Home Depot or whatever store he went to to get all those supplies. He could just order all that shit to his house. I'm glad I was I was born in a time where before all this technology kind of took over. Like we got to experience, no. you know, going outside, uh, riding a bike, fucking playing sports. Now it's yeah. the generation is just all they're all indoors. They, they don't really go outside. 
Yeah, the Fortnite generation. I honestly, I think I played Fortnite once, but I never got into the hype of Fortnite. I used to be a lot into video games. I feel like nowadays I kind of dim down. The only times I'll really play video games is when it's competitive, when it's like FIFA or something like that. Bro, you used to be hardcore into video games when I first met you. Yeah, hardcore, bro. Holy shit, you're on there like 24-7. Oh my god, I am not gonna lie. They came out with a commercial or a trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, so they're bringing back the Modern Warfare franchise. I'm sure the graphics are ridiculous. Oh, that shit looks so fun. Because I feel like the Call of Duties nowadays got too crazy with like robots and all that other crazy shit yeah i'm like yo chill out bro like just bring back like some modern shit or some world war ii shit one or the other you know what i mean i tapped out after grand theft auto which one uh i guess like the latest one five yeah after that i was like i was i just became completely uninterested in video games because, like, it was it was like a Chico. Bro, you could do anything you fucking want. Like, there's too much. It no longer became fun for me. Exactly. It's virtual reality of the modern age. Think about when virtual reality is a real thing that you can literally live in a virtual world or universe. You wouldn't get out of there. Some people would be like, my life sucks in real life. Why the fuck am I going to get out? Like, stay here when I could just play virtually and be some other guy or person. Yep. And it's way, I'm sure it's way more fun than real life in their case, you know, especially if you have a boring life. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to like confront that. You just want to live in that fucking video game. Exactly, bro. And that's where humans just become this worm with no muscles, just living off nothing. Bro, life is too easy right now. We have everything. It's like so convenient to like, bro, think about like, you know, going to the grocery store you have everything at your disposal bro like think about running water like everything is so fucking easy like even like you don't even have to go to the grocery stores anymore that's the thing of the past you can just order that shit online things are becoming so fucking easy bro that i think that's why people are becoming so depressed in a way because they don't have to fight for anything i i see what you're saying but at the same time bro we live here in the United States. It is most definitely not around the world. Not even 1% of the world has this, what we have. You know what I mean? Not even in Europe. Yeah, but the rest of the world usually catches up, though. So sure. even like in Brazil right now, their technology is a lot better than what it used to be, you know, five years ago. So eventually things are just going to be easier for everybody. Sure. And that's if like, you know, nothing collapses or whatnot <laughs> well yeah but that's inevitable we we're in a bubble uh do you think we live in a simulation bro it it's hard to i don't know i don't know I, I that's the honest answer i could give you that i honestly don't know i hope not you know i hope everything is not a simulation but i could understand the aspect especially you know, really diving into the movie The Matrix, which it it feels like. I feel like we've mentioned the movie Matrix in every single podcast. Oh my god, that movie's amazing, though. The movie's amazing. the The whole trilogy is amazing, but the first one especially. And it's kind of like. So, do you believe in it or not, bro? Like I said, I don't know, but I'm inclined to believing that we live in reality. Yeah. I think so too, especially because like all of our senses and stuff like touch. How can you touch something in a video game or a simulation, you know, and feel it? I don't know. Yeah, but those are all like electric magnetic things. You know what I mean? It's like an impulse that happens in your brain. Who's to say it really happened? It's like eating something. Who's to say you really taste that? Yeah, I, I heard Elon talking about it and. He was saying that if we are in a simulation, real life must be super boring. Right. You know, going back to what we were saying with the, you know, video games and stuff like that. Because, I mean, that's way more exciting than real life. If you can be in a world where you could just, you know, fucking do anything you want. Yeah, bro. These going back to that whole generation thing, bro. Each generation loses a little to little it becomes more sensitive in a sense, you know, like we're in this whole thing nowadays where everybody wants their feelings to be heard and not to say that everybody doesn't matter. Everybody does matter, but not everybody should be 
known. Not everybody's a celebrity, bro. Everybody thinks they're a celebrity nowadays with Instagram. They have half a million followers, 10,000, 20. Everyone's famous. Everyone's famous, bro. And everybody carries that ego of like, I'm that person and I'm this and I'm that. It's, I don't know. This world is very unhappy. It's crazy how social media is meant to bring everybody together and it did the exact opposite. It created these barriers between people. I think it depends on how you look at it too because if you think about it, you're attracting more opportunities than ever because there's no there's no barrier to entry, you know? You can just open up a Instagram account and start posting stuff and the next thing you know in a, in a couple of months or a couple of years or whatever or you might even get lucky in a couple of days, you know, fucking your life could change completely. I definitely agree with that, but it just depends what you are. Are you a creator or are you a consumer? Well, yeah, obviously. Most people are, are consumers, man. We're creators, you know, and there's not a lot of people that are creators. And at the same time, we're also guilty because we're consumers as well. You know what I mean? I spent some time on Instagram. I even been been uh, um, policing myself now. I'm like, yo, I cannot be on Instagram. Sometimes I'm just on it for no reason. I'm like, what am I doing? I could be spending some time watching a tutorial, watching a video on something to learn about something, reading a book. You know what I mean? What I did the other day kind of helped me a lot, which was um, I kind of waited until noon to check any social media. And it made my mornings a lot more productive. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Because sometimes I get up, go on straight into social media, and that leads on to, you know, consuming more and more content. And by the time you know it, fucking three, four hours went by and you're like, whoa, I didn't do shit today. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes I feel guilty that, you know, Sometimes it could take up a whole day where I'm just consuming shit left and right and I don't see time go by. It's a huge distraction. It is. That's why I like to have my stories ready the day before. Your what? I like to have my stories for Instagram ready the day before unless it's some spontaneous thing that I want to post. You know what I mean? <laughs> i swear i usually have right. my stories ready the day before unless i'm shooting unless it's something spontaneous then i'll post the day of if it's not it's pre-planned it's organized i try to post every three to four hours to give it a gap so i'm not posting every single hours so i can stay back on top and people could see what that i've posted because if you keep posting one after the other it's not going to have the same effect sure but and and people do their Instagram stories a little different than how we do it because we we usually um, even like edit for it too you know like right. that's how I kind of do my stories. But yeah, I see what you're saying. But you know, regular people they just fucking pull out the phone and fucking record something yeah. instantly and post it. Yeah, which I've done before plenty of times. But I like I like to organize it a little bit better. Same and also be able to squeeze shit in, you know, because the other day I was like with my friends and shit and we're just recording ourselves like doing something. And I literally had like two minutes of footage right. like I have to edit it so I can like squeeze everything together and make at least like, you know, one or two stories. Right. And it takes the boring part out of life, man. There's little boring segments, five seconds, ten seconds out of life that nobody's really saying shit or doing anything funny and then boom you just take those little boring seconds out and you make it entertainment all 15 seconds bro it's sometimes i'm on instagram stories and i'm like what the fuck are you thinking of posting this yeah it's so stupid it's it's such a time waste activity well but those people and you really think people are gonna be entertained by this shit are, are, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little fucking pissed here. Yeah, it sounds like you need to address this person. You need to stop, stop following them. <laughs> no, this is not a particular person. This is like a bunch of people, bro, that just loves to waste my time. When I go on Instagram stories, I want to be entertained. Don't do that. Love to waste your time. You decided to follow them and you decided to click their content. Sure, but they should be smarter about posting. They should, you know, fucking post entertaining shit only. Hey, if it's don't post no boring ass shit. If it's creators, I definitely agree with you. But some people, bro, some people. I mean, even even like us, you know, it, when people see our personalities online and then they meet us, like me, for example, every time somebody sees me, that not every time, but when when I meet somebody that already seen my videos. They're going to look at me and be like, oh, do the face, do the face. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not, you know, your dog. So 
Wait, people ask you to do the face? Yes, 100%. People are like, oh, 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 like open your eyes, open your eyes. That is the most uncomfortable. Do not ask me to do that. It's the most uncomfortable feeling. Like, what do I look like to you? You know what I mean? Like a monkey, bro. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Some people, some creators just aren't, they need to pre-plan everything. You know what I mean? They're just not this face that people think that they are because the concept that they drop you know what i mean they're more reserved they're more this they're more that so their stories you can see that they're different people as opposed to their actual content like stories you get more of that raw feeling you kind of get to see people's personality a little bit more but even then it could be very deceiving because like take a look at youtube channels like youtube channels that are more personality based a lot of youtubers seem completely different online than how they are in real life even when they are portraying themselves every single one of them we all are including us everybody every as soon as you turn on the camera you turn you put on a personality bro that's the way i feel everybody does you know what i mean like when i see that the camera's on subconsciously i'm like entertained yeah i'm not gonna lie i kind of turn up for the stories for sure yeah. i don't act like that at all a lot of people do come up to me like bro like online you're so fucking lit <laughs> but <laughs> they're pretty much saying that in real life i'm boring as fuck yeah yeah, basically, Mar- Marty's very fucking chill. Marty's just mellow as hell the whole day. And then as soon as he turned on his camera, he's like, oh, fuck yeah. He's just a totally different person. I don't do all that, bro. Nah, yeah, you're, you're crazy, bro. Only when it calls for it. You've gotten better because Marty used to do some crazy stuff, like dancing in his underwear in the middle of the mall. Oh, man. Good times. Good times. That takes some balls, man. I, I do um commend you for that. We grow up. We all grow up. Yeah, we do. It, it's actually cringy. Like, I cringe when I watch some of our old content. Like, our very old stuff that, that we have privated because we don't want other people ever to see. But we just want to see it because it's just old shit that, you know, whenever we get really old one, they're going to be like, holy fuck, look at us when we were 18 years old, 20 years old, being dicks. Sometimes I just want to delete everything. I know. I feel you, but at the same time, it's like, I want to take it off online and just want to store it somewhere. That's what I want to do. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. I wouldn't actually permanently delete it, you know, but I would like to take it off because sometimes I'm thinking like, oh, this new person followed me and oh, fuck, what if they go back to like the old videos and, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm overthinking it, but I do think of like, you know, what if a big agency is like, you know, looking at me or, or whatnot or a management company or so. I don't know who, whoever the fuck it is, like someone important and they're looking at old content and judging me based off of that. And that's why I don't really like doing throwbacks either, because I feel like I can't post something like a throwback because I feel like people are going to think that that's something new and that's like my best shit so far i don't know i'm not a big fan of throwbacks to be honest i feel you but at the same time it's like we're gonna get to the point where we're so busy with other things whether it may be business or a real featured film that we're working on that we won't have time to create for social media or maybe we won't have as much time to create for social media so we well will have to post throwback i feel like it's fine bro it, it, it just you gotta get to those levels you know what i mean i agree with you right now i wouldn't post any throwbacks either but that's why i even archive a lot of my stuff because i'm like you know what, one day i'll post this shit again why not it's um i mean at the end of the day too bro we're our own harshest critics you know what i mean we always want to provide the best and then I know, like I said, half the content that I drop, I personally don't like. I just drop it just because you got to get it out there. You let the market decide. But it's your opinion. You're always going to judge yourself as harsh as you can because you know your potential. Yep. And by the time you edit the video, you're already thinking like, wow, I could do something so much better. (laughs) Yeah. I hate getting to the edit and feeling like that. You know, like you didn't execute correctly in the shoot. Oh, I feel like that all the time. Oh, it's the worst, bro. It's the worst. Like having the idea, feeling like you had a good idea and like you didn't execute correctly. So then now you get to the edit and you're just like, fuck, I got to do what I got to do. And you still drop it. That's literally every single skit of mine. (laughs) It never comes out the way you really want it to. Yeah. Or like the way you have it in your head. Sometimes it comes out better, but 
most of the times it's less than what you expected. Right. But hey, you just got to learn to accept that because a lot of people don't post because of that. Yeah. They're scared of people just judging them and, you know, and that's why they don't post. Yeah, no, that's a very big thing. You got to let people judge. That's what people are going to do anyways. You know what I mean? If you're trying to pursue this social media stuff, you can't be scared of being judged. Because if you are, you can't fucking do it. No. You're going to get judged regardless. People are going to hate on you no matter what. For sure. You cannot fucking please everybody. It's impossible. That's what we live in. The, bro, and think about how much shitty content is out there. Do you think those people give a fuck? No, they don't give a fuck. That's why they're successful. Because they put out so much content not giving a fuck that they created a fan base. Yeah, because if they did give a fuck, they wouldn't put shit out mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be in that position. Mm-hmm. Shit. Have you noticed that Instagram views are down, bro, for everybody? You know, I try I try not to let it affect. I just try to let it kind of go. Mine definitely dropped by a lot, but it is. It like, bro, I thought my page was going to be lit once uh, King Batch posted one of my videos. Mm-hmm. And I only got like a thousand followers from that. Really? I expected like way more. Yeah, I expected my shit to like blow up in a way. Right. But hey, whatever, you know, like fuck. It was extra exposure, sure, but it's crazy how like like you think about it, like he has like 18 fucking million followers, bro. It's a lot. Like you would think that, you know, a good percentage of that would fucking take action, but it's not the case. I feel like you got to give some some backstory on that. Like, how, what what happened? You just told King Batch posted your video. What are you talking about? Well, man? I posted a video with his song because I saw like I had that skit edited for like a minute now, and I didn't put it out for you know a couple of days or so because I didn't really have a song for it. And it's so crazy because like the next day I saw an Instagram story where King Batch posted a, a song. And it was something about like, you know, um, him telling these girls to get out of his bed or whatever. And and then he posted a story saying, like, if y'all make any skits or dance videos, send me, uh, you know, send it to me so I could repost the ones I like. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I can like fit his song in the background of the skit because I was looking for a song. I didn't want to keep like the actual audio that we used because it was kind of boring, you know, there wasn't any dialogue or anything. It had to be like some type of soundtrack. So then I and just ended up like downloading his song and then I laid it on the timeline and it kind of fit well. I made it, it like did. somewhat, you know, I made like some adjustments to it so it could like kind of make sense. But shit, bro, I, I fucking did that shit the, the same day I saw that story and I put it out like that same night and tagged him and, and also like sent him a DM and shit a couple minutes later like literally a couple minutes later he fucking comments on it and then repost it on his page and i was just like whoa (laughs) that was dope fucking crazy yeah that was dope and if the song fits so well yeah it was a good feeling too because like even when i was living in florida a couple years ago we used to watch his stuff all the time you know we used to look up to this guy and I've worked with him like, you know, once or twice or whatnot, but I never really got to connect to him or connect with him where I never really got tagged by him for something that I've done. And it was a cool feeling to, you know, have him recognize the work that I'm fully passionate about. Right. Shit. And also give some exposure, you know. Oh, hell yeah. This King Batch, bro. He's the he's the king of vine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. I wonder, like, why the views are down, though. Like, for everybody, bro. I've noticed that. A lot of people's, like, recent posts are down. I think Instagram's just constantly changing their algorithm. And I I feel like they honestly, they don't know what the fuck they're really doing. Honestly. Or do they? I I think, because, here's why I say that. Whenever they change one thing, it affects something else as well. You know what I mean? Even though they might change something to so it could be more organic views, it'll cancel out something else that even though it is organic, the algorithm thinks it's not because it throws it off by you commenting a certain thing or by you liking too many pictures or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like they 
have not figured out the right algorithm. Hence why they're always constantly changing it. Yeah, and they also like they also have some secrets too on what you have to do to kind of get the most organic reach. Like I've heard the other day from someone that I've worked with. I don't want to like mention any names here, but like he was basically saying that if you mention the word YouTube in the video or in the caption or anything like that, anything remotely to the word YouTube, Instagram won't push it like on the explore page as hard as if you didn't say the word, you know? That makes sense. Why? I mean, you're on a whole different platform. Why would I try to push it? Right. They want you to spend time on the Instagram platform, not on somewhere else. Right. Which makes sense. But like, fuck, I wish this shit was more obvious for people, you know, because a lot of people do uh, promote other platforms and it just ends up hindering their organic reach. Bro. And like the thing is, like, I didn't learn that shit straight from Instagram. It was, you know, fuck it was through someone else. Yeah, nah, for sure. And if you're not in this mix of things, you're not gonna know. How are you gonna know? Well, that's why you gotta continue to put in the work, put in that energy, and then hey, eventually somebody will lay down the info for you. Cause look, if you're putting in the energy to try to listen to a Nick and Marty podcast over here and you just heard it, now you know. You also got to pay attention to what people are doing too instead of like what they tell you to do. Oh, for sure. Because the people that are getting like the most organic reach or like, you know, the best engagement, um, they're doing things and specifically to get those numbers. Right. You know, so you have to really pay attention to what they're doing, how they're promoting it, how they're uh, distributing their content. You got to really pay attention to every single little thing. It's a whole different job, too, bro. You can't just like you're if you're a content creator, your focus can't just be on creating content. You have to find a way to distribute it the best way possible. Oh, yeah. You know, nowadays you have to like literally be everything. You have to be the writer. You have to be the the producer. You have to be the marketer you have to do everything it's no longer like a division of labor anymore yeah especially when it comes to online videos yep and i mean at the end of the day bro it's you know if you can hold on to that and rise up in the charts and level up and get more equipment and do be part of bigger sets and you're still still able to do most of that stuff independently guess what more money in your pocket so learn yeah, definitely learn as much as you can. You got you if you are trying to go viral. I mean, I hate saying that because that's like so uncontrollable, you know. Super. But if you are trying to get if you are trying to get more exposure, you have to know what to do. There's like certain little things that you 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 could do to you know, get the best performance, get the best outcome. A lot of people have that misconception of, "Oh, if I just make that one video, that's it, I'm going to blow up. No, bro, that's not how it happens. Yeah, it's a bunch of videos that has to go viral for you to really yeah blow up like that, exactly. for sure. But yeah, obviously there's like, I've seen, you know, people have one video blow up and then their whole career takes off. Like that girl, um, fuck, what's her name? The girl from Catch Me Outside. Yeah. You know, even though like she didn't post that organically, but like it was one thing that she did that put her on basically. Bro, that's a unicorn. You don't see that every day. And she didn't even blow up immediately off that shit. It just blew up blew up off some random shit like months later right. because of some edits. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, that that's another thing too. It's like sometimes when you put something out just because it didn't get at like, you know, a lot of views at first, doesn't mean it's not going to get more views in the future. Like right now, like on Facebook, when I put a video out, sometimes it's a slow burner. Sometimes I put out a video out and like two months later, that shit starts getting more views. Right. I remember that that Sue Ellen skit that we put out. I put it out almost two years ago and for like six, seven, eight months, it did almost no numbers. Now, almost two years later, it's at five million views. Fucking ridiculous. Crazy. That's like the most viewed video on our YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that it's one minute long, though, because, you know, that ad money could have been better. 
But I think also if it was longer, it wouldn't have as much views. Yeah, sure. It was a good story from beginning to end. Like it, it needed end right there. It couldn't drag on to something else. You know what I mean? All right, let's get into some questions, bro. I did another thing on Instagram where people can ask us anything. And I selected a few questions. So let's get started. Uh, first one that I see here is, uh, where do you find such hot actresses for video? This is a question from Quasimrana. 708 slide into dms boy that's it that's all you can do is slide into dms and if yep. you have a couple of videos on your page already that are quality they're more likely to say yes to you yeah exactly like i have friends that have more followers than me and they're like bro how do you get these girls to work with you i, I hit her up she wasn't willing to work i'm like i don't like it's the aesthetics you know what i mean it's just a, a different aesthetics of their videos because their videos, for the most part, might be shot on an iPhone or it might be shot handheld or whatever the case may be. The aesthetics sure. makes a big difference. Even though my following's less, they see the aesthetics. Yeah, and if you're putting out consistent quality work, bro, like you're not even going to have to go after them. You're, they're going to come after you. They're going to start sending you messages and stuff saying, oh, yeah. hey, I want to be in a video, oh, yeah. which is usually what happens because... You know, sometimes I get a girl that reached out to me at first and then I'm like, okay, when I have something, I'll hit you up. Yeah, for sure. That's basically what happened today. Like I shot something today with this girl who hit me up saying, hey, if you ever need me for something, you know, let me know. And, you know, months later, here I am. And even to, to better answer that question, when you don't have a significant following like that, you have way less and you're creating videos that you feel that are pretty quality and you can get a girl you're you're confident about that dm a hundred girls maybe three of them will respond but guess what three of them responded maybe none but just keep going but how can they say yes if you never asked right exactly you just got to keep trying talk to them like reach them in a professional manner you know what i mean don't don't be thirsty that's one thing for sure if i ever talk to a girl in her dm that i want to work with her I'm I'm not thirsty, yo. I'm not looking for for anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm literally trying to work with you and collab and create a dope video. So don't go in there with the wrong intentions. Girls can sniff that shit out. Fuck yeah. Act professional. Hell yeah. Speaking of which, we got a next question here from Ares Gashi on an Instagram. And they asked, when was the first time you fucked someone? Laughing emojis. Wow, that is very, very vulgar. Coming from Nick, huh? Yeah, no, but damn, nobody asked me that question. Just like, hey, when did you fuck somebody? Or when was the first time you fucked? I lost my virginity as a, I believe it was a junior in high school. It was How was it? Bro, uh, I had sex on the floor. It was, I don't know why I was on the, oh, my bed would squeak a lot. So we just <laughs> laid on my floor and we were like hooking up for like two weeks now and then she asked me the magic question do you have a condom and my eyes just lit up like ding hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah i was like hell yeah you know just got in there got out solid three seconds real quick <laughs> yep that's what it is man hey i'm not ashamed of it wait why did you move to the floor because the bed was squeaking yeah, we were like dry fucking on the bed and the bed was just going, we we're like, oh my God, we got to get on the floor. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of dry fucking before the real thing for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially as kids. Yeah, because a lot of girls aren't ready, which which I understand, you know. But hey, we both had fun, you know. Yeah, I can't dry fuck nowadays. That shit hurts my dick. <laughs> real. <laughs> shit, my first time I was drunk. Ooh, so you got raped. Yeah. It was I was I was actually kind of late, bro, cuz a lot of people lose their virginity when they're like fucking 15, 16. I think I lost my shit when I was like 17 or 18, bro. True. Well, I was I was kind of timid in high school, bro. Yeah. Like I didn't know, like I didn't have game or anything, bro. Like the only the only um time that I actually like kind of branched out and like actually started like flirting in, in with girls and stuff was when I moved out of my mom's house and moved in with you know uh my friend cliff our friend cliff right 
And from there, like, you know, they had girls all the time, like coming over. And then I saw how they operated and I saw how Larry did. I saw how Brian did. And I was like, oh, okay, I see. How <laughs> and I kind of, you know, learned from them on how to like really, you know, talk to women and stuff like that. The cub became a lion. Even before moving to to South Florida from my mom's house, I I was working at Bush Gardens. And then one time we had like this little fucking um party for like the employees and stuff and shit we all got drunk and then there was this uh asian international girl from thailand and she was like super fucking horny and like getting drunk and stuff like that and then she started like kissing up on me and then she already like lived at her like little hotel or whatever they were staying at and then she just invited me invited me up to the room and there the magic happened wow so marty lost his virginity to an asian wow marty from thailand who doesn't even live in the u.s anymore hey that's dope though you got somebody to visit in thailand i have no idea what her name even is anymore bro i completely forgot oh that's horrible marty didn't mean anything did it not really it was more for you know Just wanted to get that nut out exactly our next question is a guy from uh I'm not, i don't know where he's from our next question is a guy named Kartik underscore Verma. He's asking, why don't you grow a beard? I can't grow a beard. Like, I can't. So, like, that's why I don't grow one. I think you look good with a mustache, bro. There's not a lot of people in this world that can pull off a good mustache. I feel like I, no homo, I like you with a mustache. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I actually just have a mustache now, and I used it for a video. Oh, yeah? I shaved the bottom off, and now I just have a mustache. It was part of the video, or it was just for the video? No, it's just to have a different look, right? you know. But I can't have it too thick, because I feel like it starts bothering me. It has to be, like, very, very trimmed. I'm very jealous of the fact that you can rock no facial hair. You don't look weird. I feel like I look so weird with no facial hair. I feel like the reason why, though, is because I do it so often that people just get used to it, you know, because if people did get used to you having no facial hair, it wouldn't be so weird for you because you do it all the time. And I'm always switching it up. Sometimes I have no facial hair. Sometimes I have a fucking I try to have a goatee. Sometimes I just have a mustache. So I just constantly switch it up. So people, when they see me, they're like, oh, I've seen that before. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a uh, Messi, Lionel Messi, the soccer player. He had no facial hair and then he came out of nowhere with this big ass beard and everybody was like, holy crap, who the <laughs> hell is that? And now, uh, no, right. I think he still has it now. But if you were to take it off, it'd look weird again because he had it for so long. I like what Johnny Depp does. He's always switching it up. Yeah. I like what actors in general do. They're always switching up their looks, you know, with right. their facial hair or their actual hair. They're like coloring their hair. Right. Yeah. They're just always switching it up, and I kind of want to be like that, too. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I've, I had the same haircut for the past fucking five years. Time to change it up. Moving out yeah. of California, new state, new me. That's the cool thing about movies is because you, you can have different looks. Right. You can, like, grow your hair out. You can gain weight. You can lose weight. You just got to do different shit to your body to look different. I don't know if I'd gain weight, like gain fat for a for role. For a role? You yeah. wouldn't do it? Mm, no. I would not do what 50 Cent did where he went skinny as hell looking like a chemo patient. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, that was bad. I'm good, bro. I don't need that. I didn't even see that movie. Exactly. But yeah, uh, actors are fucking dedicated. I love also when um they put out a movie and in the movie they look a certain way, but when they go to the premiere... They look completely different. Yeah. For some reason, that's so intriguing to me. Because, I mean, it takes so long, you know, after they shoot it. It takes months and months of editing. By the time it gets around, right. maybe they're already doing a new role that requires them to look differently. All right. I got another question here from Maz underscore XO. Here's, he's asking, so what, what all your career plans? What's your career plan, Nick? Uh, career plans. Well, one of my big goals is to either be the lead actor or director of a featured film by the age of 30. I am currently 26 years old, so I got three and a half years to go. Um, I definitely... Where would you like to be seen? What do you mean? 
Netflix, movies, TV? Um, honestly, I, I didn't think of it that far. I just wanted a featured film, like a, a major featured film that's going to cause a stir in the world. Doesn't matter if it's on Netflix, doesn't matter if it's at the movies, as long as it, people talk about it. That's what I want. So like a 90 minute feature then? Yes. Like even like, for example, like Bird Box, you know what I mean? Everybody was talking about Bird Box. So I don't mind if it's on Netflix nowadays, as long as it's a dope ass film. I love what Jimmy Tatro is doing. You know, he's he's producing his own content, directing it, starring in it, and having it up online. But at the same time, he's getting into fucking TV, like Modern Family. Right. And he's all, he actually, I just saw this the other day, he, um, uh, he got picked up for a fucking Judd Apatow movie, bro. Really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Like, this dude came from fucking YouTube, bro. And now he's doing features with fucking Judd Apatow, bro. He's great. He's amazing. He's really talented. Yeah, he really is. I'm so glad I got to meet him, bro. Honestly, like, he was one of the top people that I, I looked up to. Still do. Not for sure. But yeah, if I could do what he's doing, like, have that fucking same path, I'll be satisfied as fuck. Still, like, doing online stuff, though, you know? Because I still want to be doing online stuff no matter what I'm doing. I definitely agree with that. I never want to want to stop doing social media and all that. Bro, like, Will Smith right now is probably having a blast. Killing it. Doing, like, official shit like movies. Yeah, bro. I'm and then at the same time, relating to people online with his online videos. Right. And doing it all with his family. Oh, that's so dope. Like, my dream is to be able to travel with my closest friends and just do crazy shit for youtube <laughs> that's the life right there yeah but a lot of people look at that and they only see the good side you know they don't see the bad side and things oh no because a lot of times bro like people might seem like they're happy as fuck on social media but in real life they're miserable oh no for sure all right so i got another question here asking when and why did you decide that making videos and this stuff was the right path I've always loved acting, always. All, my favorite actor since a little kid was Leonardo DiCaprio. I've watched Titanic thousand, at least a thousand times since I was a little kid, and Jim Carrey. So even though I never really pursued too much acting, subconsciously, I always wanted to be an actor. And since a little kid, my mom will tell you that I've always told her that I wanted to move to Hollywood, not LA. I only knew Hollywood. So I just wanted to move to Hollywood, live in Hollywood, live in Hollywood. And I don't know. Do you have a specific day in mind? Um, that I really decided this whole content creation thing. Yeah, that you just wanted to pursue it. Like, you don't, you, you said, like, you know what? Fuck everything else as a career. I want to do this. I had just left the Air Force and I was 21 years old. So six years ago. Say towards the end of that year, December. For me, it was in 2010 when I moved out of my mom's house and moved to south florida because hey man before that i was just okay working my fucking nine to five job until i started you know talking to some mutual friends in our our friend cliff you know who who i've known since then like has always been planting seeds in my head saying like bro look at these people doing big shit you could be doing great shit too we could be doing great shit and that just kind of opened up my mind to to pursue this shit and right. be able to do it full time because we've witnessed a lot of people come up on the internet and make a career out of it so i was like fuck yeah this is what i want to be doing because i've always had a camera since i was a little kid and i've always been interested in filming everything so you know in 2010 that's when i fucking decided and why because i didn't want to really do anything else once once our friend Cliff opened up my mind to what the possibilities were, that's when I made up my mind. It was already set in stone. Oh, yeah. Uh, another person is asking, is water wet? What do you think? That's a hard one. That is, that is a very hard one. I mean, I think I think it is, but at the same time, it might not be. I don't know. I don't think water's wet. I think it become wet when you jump in the water. But I don't think the water's wet. Mm, that's a good point. Another question we got is from A.Rex. He's asking or she's asking. I don't know if it's a female or a male. 
They're asking, what is the things that you do every single day? Get on my computer, get on Instagram, pet my dog, I pee, I blink a lot during the day. I tend to breathe a lot as well. How does your day look like from beginning to end? From beginning to end, let's see. I wake up, um, I usually, my first task of the day is fold my sheets. I, I don't know if it's a military thing that I just learned, but I believe that if you start your day off with a task and that's the first task, the easy task, you're already starting off in the right direction. So fold my sheets, make my bed, and honestly, the past month or two, ever since I was out in LA, of having the bad habit of waking up and checking my phone. Right. But um, that is something that I got to start breaking. Um, and then I have my daily prayer that I say. Like, I thank God for a couple of things. I go, uh, piss, brush my teeth, get on the computer, man. Or I don't know, every day is different though. You know, as a creator, I love the fact that every day is different. Maybe today I got to shoot. It is. There's no consistency at all. Every single day, it's something different. Yeah. There's something different that you got to do. It's either you got to write, it's either you got to shoot, it's either you got to edit, it's either you got to just chill, it's either you got to just fucking run errands all day. Every single day looks different. And that's what I love about this lifestyle because I would hate to be on a fucking fixed schedule because that just gets boring as fuck to me. And that's actually another reason why I chose this career path. But I feel like one one thing that I actually didn't mention that I definitely do consistently, not every day, but five to six days a week is exercise. That's one thing I got to include in my schedule for sure, because sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't, but I do want to make a commitment to do it every single day. And I don't know when the fuck that day is going to come, because sometimes I think I'm going to do it. Um, sometimes I think I'm going to do it, but I end up not doing it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I recently had surgery on my ACL. So that surgery puts you out for a solid six to eight months of full recovery time. So my doctor cleared me to play basketball in August still. So I still got another month. But I've been now for the past three weeks, I've been constant at the gym again and just getting strength back on my legs and my knees. But one thing that I do do every day for the past three weeks has been 100 pushups every day. And now it's even gotten to more. I do like 120, 150, depending on the day. Good for you, man. There it Good is, for man. you. You got to have so much fucking discipline when it comes to physical activities, man. Yeah, but I feel like once you do that and you feel better about yourself, it makes you disciplined in other areas of your life. I agree for sure. I think fitness is literally the first step to greatness. I've never seen somebody that's swole as fuck at the gym that isn't doing something productive with his life. Yeah. Usually a lot of the times there's a lot of swole ass dudes at the gym. They'll leave the gym and get right into a Maserati or a Lamborghini or a Tesla. I see that shit at my gym all the time. Yeah, you know they're doing something right. Yeah, bro. And I mean, if they're all jacked up and shit, they know. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's fitness. If you're disciplined here at the gym, you're disciplined in other areas in your life. It shows. You know what I mean? That's when you see somebody yeah. that that's overweight and obese. You know what I mean? Not to fat shame anybody, but if somebody's overweight and obese, you can kind of tell that they're lazy as far as physical exercise, and that can drag on into other things in their lives. Yeah, how could you not be disciplined in other areas if you're disciplined with physical activities? I also disagree with that as well, bro. There's definitely some people that, you know, they're just, some people are just blessed and have great bodies and can run a mile and be jacked. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying to the people that do it every single day and are fully committed, you know, All right. if they are doing that, then they're doing other things right in their life too. Not just like physical activities. For sure. All right. The last question here I got is from Jonathan Mora asking, what was it like to work with legends such as Janet Jackson? How did that process come about? That was through, uh, through my friend Diamond, who I work with very often. And he... He, he is great when it comes to networking and talking to people. I'm like the complete opposite. I'm more of like, I'll get it done type of work, but I'm not like out there connecting with people really, you know? But it's good that we work together because he gets to do that part of the job and I get to, you know, do the groundwork, so to speak. And he connected uh, me to a influencer 
who's blame it on Quay, and he's connected to Janet Jackson. Like they've been kind of close because you know blame it on Quay has been doing videos, and a lot of them go viral. And you know he knows Janet Jackson. He walked down the VMAs with her, or not VMAs or the Grammys or whatever. So like they've been contacting each other back and forth or whatever. And then uh Janet Jackson Janet Jackson had a single come out and she was using influencers to kind of promote the single and since we were working with blame it on quay uh he got us to do the production side of things and that's when we got to shoot with janet jackson which was surreal to be honest you know it was crazy bro because that day like we literally had janet jackson waiting on us which was fucking nuts because we were coming from another shoot and we we're late and then you know how la traffic is yeah bro we were desperate trying to get to the fucking location because like how the fuck are we gonna have janet jackson waiting on us you know right it, it was crazy but i mean everything worked out at the end um and shit man it was just fucking amazing just to be in the presence of a legend like that you know yeah she's wow she's legendary for sure yeah it was definitely something that i'll always remember for sure that's dope but I think that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. That would really be nice. It's literally our currency now. We need those ratings. Because we eventually want to get sponsorships, right, Nick? Hell yeah. Imagine B&H sponsoring us and sending us some free equipment so we can upgrade our audio gear out here. Hell yeah, because right now we're recording from a fucking Zoom H1, which is like, what, 90 bucks? Yeah. I mean, it, so it sounds pretty good, it though, right? really, like, really good. Like, after mixing and stuff like that, it sounds pretty decent. And the fact that we're two different states, too, you know? Yeah, guys, we're in completely different locations. I'm all the way in LA, and he's all the way in South Florida. Yeah. It's crazy that we could get this done. For real. But, uh, yeah, leave us a review and uh, tweet us some questions. Follow us on Instagram. My handle is at uh Marty. And my handle is at uh oh Nick. Yeah, give us some love. We need it. Yeah, all these links will be in the show notes, so feel free to check those out. And uh, see you next week, guys. We're going to try to put these up every single Thursday, so let's see if we can stay consistent with this shit. If we don't, get on our asses about it. Slide in our DMs and say, hey, you POSs haven't posted today. Yes, get on our ass for sure. No. No homo. Yeah. Don't get on mine. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.